episode 27 of the Make Every Media podcast. Today on the show, we are streaming about streaming or podcasting about podcasting, depending on which medium you're using right now. I'm doing a little experiment with my process here. I am trying something new. I'm recording this episode live over the internet broadcasting platform Twitch. You know, like Facebook Live, YouTube Live. These are all tools that allow you to stream your video out to the internet for anybody to see. And then I'm going to edit it down to just the best takes. Give it a music bed of the latest tracks from the Forgotten Discovery. Master the levels, export it, listen to it, polish, maybe record a little bit more. And if I like it, eventually publish a podcast version of it. And then make a YouTube version. And a clip or two for social some cover art, some show notes, a page on our website, blah, blah, blah. But this time, I'm going to try to do most of it, if not all of it, live over the air here on Twitch, starting on Wednesday afternoon at 2 o'clock, February the 16th. And continuing to fill in the gaps and make corrections here on another Wednesday afternoon, seven months later, on September 7th. So let's dive in. I'd like this broadcast to accomplish a few different things if possible. First, I'm trying to lay out my backup process and directory structures for 2022. This is something very nerdy that I've been wanting to do in a podcast ever since 2016, probably. And yeah, I'm going to do that over the air here, hopefully before dinner. And then I'm going to use that to start backing up my hard drives today. And then while we're backing up, we might review some of the media that we're backing up and talk about where it might fit on our content roadmap. We might edit it a little bit. We might take a break to play a game or some music. This is live on the internet, people. Part of it depends on who shows up in the chats. But anyway, step one, chapter one, as I mentioned, is laying out a backup structure, a directory structure, a workflow. And I thought I'd start up that conversation with myself again by reviewing what I've got so far. Uh, okay, and then this is where I think... I diverge a little bit from the script. I may get into doing some of that, but I'm gonna go ahead and read the rest of the script that I have so far, but I don't know if I'm gonna use this stuff. Back in 2015 was when I really started getting into this kind of stuff in earnest, these digital organization strategies. That manifested in a series of installations at the Institution Theater called Metacartography, that I produced with the help of a group we called Happiness is a Choice, or Hayek for short. We liked to think of ourselves as meta-scientists, but this was before Facebook changed its name to Meta. Anyway, these meta-cartography installations were probably the most scientific art practice of my life at that point. If you're not familiar, an art installation can basically be anything that is, well, installed in a place for a period of time. Usually it's some kind of artwork that people can walk through or experience in their own time, maybe even interact with. These days, some of the best installation work in America is being done by Meow Wolf in Denver, Santa Fe, and Vegas. This was like the smallest possible version of that, like a single molecule of that. But even still, each iteration of our installation had its own custom load-in, load-out, cast and crew, which we called practitioners, audience, which we called participants, data, 
conclusions, successes, failures. The first one, on September 12th of 2015, about seven years ago, that one was supposed to be like the inside of my brain. We had a bunch of timelines and maps and projections and wiry neurons going from end to end of the room. And even some of my old journals were out on display, apparently. I still can't believe I did that. There was also a footage review center where people could review and log footage and events that had happened 10 years prior to that in 2005. And I do still have a fair amount of footage, tape, photos, documentation from this era of my life in 2015 and 16, and a lot from that previous era in 2005. I still feel like I am processing a lot of that. Like I haven't, like I'm not done with it yet. And for the purposes of this podcast, we'll call all of it old and older and new. All of it is data, data. Ultimately, that's what it is. Bits and bytes, bits and bytes. This podcast began on January 8th of 2016, in part as a way for me to start processing and organizing all of that data. The installations continued until April of that year. You can still hear audio from these events in episode 4 of Mimcast, Installation of a Moment, and episode 5, Feedback. These episodes use audio from some of the later iterations, the ones that happened in 2016, but it was the second iteration on October 10th of 2015 that was probably my first attempt to declare my archiving structure publicly. This particular iteration was the only one that was only me. I think, you know, I had some help setting up the room, but then not unlike this Twitch stream right now, it was just, there was just a window, uh, opened to this room and people couldn't come in, but I was working on this system live in front of people. This is before I even knew that people did this kind of thing on Twitch. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's kind of, there's my workstation. I was mapping some things. This is Future Mike from September again. And for you podcast listeners here, you can hear me clicking around on a mind map that has photos of these metacartography installations from 2015 and 2016. And this is a good place probably to let you know that there's a video version of this podcast at youtube.com slash makeeverymedia. You know, in the lobby before the installation, I did interact with people and I was asking them about their folder structures. And this is one that came up that somebody drew for me. I love this. I love this drawing from one of our participants. It looks like they're showing one main folder for all video projects, I'm assuming. And then within that, each video project has its own folder labeled with the video's name. And under each of those individual video folders, there are folders for raw files and edited files and for done files. And within the raw files folder, they've got individual folders for each of the different sources these raw files might come from. Looks like different cameras and an audio recorder. They're showing a 70D, a T2i, and an H4n. That's an audio recorder. And they've also written down their naming convention here, which starts with the source type, so the 70D camera in this instance, and then it has an underscore and it looks like the date, but in double digits and American style. So 10-10-15 would be October 10th, 2015. And then in parentheses, there's a number. Uh, I'm guessing that's the take. Interesting. I'm similar, but not quite my naming convention. 
not quite my tempo. My file naming convention is the date first, starting with the full year, all four digits, and then a dash and the month in double digits, and then another dash and the day in double digits, and then another dash and some kind of descriptor or keyword or a series of keywords separated by underscores, or sometimes with camel casing, which is where you squeeze the words together with no spaces but capitalize each word to make it all a little more readable. And then there's another dash and the version number, like V1 or V2, or if it's takes, T1 or T2. These days I'm also finding myself sometimes putting another timestamp at the end of the name there. For instance, if it's a project file that I'm revisiting at a later date, I might put the date of the later edits at the end of the file name there. Once I got myself isolated and installed into the installation room that night, my mission was to create a comprehensive media database for myself, a CMD, to keep track of it all. That quickly evolved into a centralized media asset database, a CMD. Mad. This is basically just a spreadsheet that lives in the cloud and contains references to every single piece of media that I've recorded in my life. Very simple. And the perhaps overly ambitious plan at that time was to turn that into a communal synchronized asset database, a CSAD. This was for shared memories, and we were going to use it to populate a mind mapping app that we were working on. What can I say? We really liked acronyms at the time. But this was before I found out about Nixium, and we're not going to talk about that at all today. I toiled all night in that room with one window with people peering in occasionally while shows happened on the stage next door, and I did eventually come out of it with some automation code and a basic directory structure that I ended up using for a long time after that, and has of course evolved into what I use now. But before I go into that, I wanted to review... So this is preservethispodcast.org. It's a grant-funded project uh, hosted by the Metropolitan New York Library Council help podcasters protect their work against the threats of digital decay. Ouch. I came across this in Chicago at Third Coast Festival, and it pretty much was exactly what I needed, what I thought I wanted to make, but then I just listened to this, and I was like, ah, well, they already made it. So I wanted to review it and see if there's anything that I, that I do differ from them about. But there's five episodes, and that's it. That's a five-episode podcast. Limited run. But every episode is great uh, and is about a very specific thing. Get Organized is really the one. Get Organized and Back It Up. These are the two that we are that we are playing with. How do we organize our, our folders? And there's a zine that goes along with it. The zine is really great. We could just read that online. Naming your files. This is good too. Start the name with a date. Exactly. That's exactly what I do. This little hamburger over here, I love it. And here I'm pointing out a picture of a hamburger that has a file naming convention on it. Year dash month dash day. And the month and day are always double digits, so we add a zero if they're below 10. So today's date is 2022-09-07. That's exactly what I do. And in this image of a hamburger, the date, or what we call the timestamp, is first on the top piece of bread. And on the lettuce under that is keywords or some kind of descriptor. The meat of this burger is the version number. And then the bottom piece of bread is the file extension, like MOV. The reason we do this, start with the year, it's very simple. It's so that the files can be sorted easily by file name in their order of recording. 
It just makes it so much easier to find things. Got it? <laughs> okay. The 321 rule refers to a file backup strategy. Here's what it means. Keep at least three copies of your files. Store your file copies on at least two separate devices. Store one copy far away from where you live. Shows the third copy on the moon there. You know, that's in case your house burns down. I have been known to mail travel with a clone of my hard drive. My mom and brother live in Oregon, so if anything were to happen in New York, my bi-coastal files would stand a chance. That is where I have not gotten to yet. I would love to get to that point. Preservethispodcast.org. Check it out. Listen to the whole podcast. They're great. Um, and... This is my this is my workflow here. Actually, this is Mike interrupting again from seven months in the future of this February Twitch stream you've been listening to or watching. At this point in the February broadcast, I did actually start to go through my structures and workflows over the air, and I found that they still needed some tinkering, so I started to do that over the air. But then somebody who was watching noticed that my mic was off, which sometimes happens when I transition between scenes, so I got the mic working again, and then I sort of tried to wrap things up. So there we go. That's my directory structure. I'm glad you can hear me now as I finalize my directory structure for today. Uh, these are living things, though, you know? I mean, it might evolve halfway through the year to something else. And it's a little more than halfway through the year now. It's September 7th. And after I got off the air in February, I continued to tinker did finally end up getting some of my data backed up, but months later, I'm still sort of tinkering with my drive structures. But I'm gonna spare you some of the process here and see if I can summarize and bring this episode to a natural conclusion. I don't know if that's gonna be interesting at all for the audio-only listeners, but I gotta try. So I've now got two basic hard drive structures. One is for internal hard drives on desktops or laptops, and the other is for external drives. These are usually USB drives or RAID enclosures that house multiple drives. I could still stand to have a third structure for network drives, drives shared by multiple computers, but it's not that important right now, so I'm gonna save it for later. Let's just go through this and see if I can explain it visually here. For desktop drives, I'm using these double-digit numbers again uh, so zero, zero, underscore, inbox is where anything new that comes into my desktop goes. And within that, there's downloads and new apps. And then next on the root directory is zero, one, underscore, projects. And this is where most of my projects, my client work, or creative projects go. And they're separated again by, or they're labeled by year, by the full year dash project name uh, dash end of version number, like V1, V2. And we might as well talk about my folder structure for projects while we're here. Each individual project that's within one of these folders has the following structure. These folder names are kind of flexible depending on the kind of project, but usually we start again with the double digits and have something like 01 underscore sequences or edits or project. And that's where all my project files go for Premiere, Audition, or After Effects. And then under that, we've got 02 underscore assets or 02 underscore AV. This is where all the raw materials go. And within that, we find the three major food groups of media, 
AUD for audio, IMG for image, and VID for video. And then finally, 03 underscore exports, which is where the completed, rendered files go, all the deliverables for the project. Next, back in the root directory of the desktop drive, the third directory under 01 underscore projects is 02 underscore AV on the root directory, which has within it audio images and video, AUD for audio, IMG for images, and VID for video. And this is just where a lot of recordings go, and they're separated by year in there. And then the fourth directory is 03 underscore ref. And this is where all of my reference documents go. Um, PDFs, uh, spreadsheets, text files, instruction manuals, things like that. Then the last folder in the desktop drive starts with an omega so that it ends up at the bottom of the list no matter how many numbers we end up having. Uh, and it's omega-archive. And, and within that, there is from archive and to archive. From archive is stuff that I've transferred over from one of my archive drives so that I can have it on the desktop for easy access. To archive is stuff that I'm trying to get off of my desktop as soon as possible and back up. Um, and then moving over to external drives... These are typically archive drives. So first of all, I don't I don't have an inbox folder here because the Omega-2 archive folder at the bottom here serves the same purpose as an inbox. Anything new coming into this drive, if it's the first time it's being backed up, it needs to go into this to archive directory so that I remember I still need to back it up a second time. Ideally, I'm doing that in the same session, but that's not always the case. Sometimes you just got to clear space fast. But usually, if I'm backing things up, if I'm archiving, then I want to take my time with it, and I want to make sure that it goes into the right folder. So I've got a similar projects folder here, 01 underscore projects, but on the external drive, that is then separated into different years, like 2022, 2021. And within each one of those are the projects by year. And I keep them separated by year just because sometimes projects, if they're multi-year, they can get a little unwieldy. And uh, I want to make sure that they are streamlined as much as possible. So then I also have an AV folder, 02 underscore AV, on those external drives and within each of the three kinds of AV, audio, image, and video, uh, there are also years. And this is where the raw footage goes again. Um, but I have a second option for that that is separated by years and then which media it is. And, you know, I could go back and forth on those for another seven months and not come to a conclusion. I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going to go with option one for now. When I come to an archive drive, I'm usually, I know what I'm looking for. I'm looking for either audio or video or an image. So that is what I'm separating it by first. Uh, and then I have a reference directory, same as desktop. And then the last folder on the external drive is omega-2archive. That folder is for things that have only been backed up once and need to be double backed up and triple backed up with the third backup being sent away from the house. 
this is my backup workflow. All of my data right now starts from either my MacBook or a PC. And then if it's on the MacBook, it gets first backed up onto this WD Elements Media 2020 drive. And then second or thirdly, uh, the data exists on one of my four terabyte drives that is in the RAID enclosure. Um, and then I have a one, two, three, four. So it, it goes on to the, a, a, another four terabyte. And then that's the one that I would send out to El Paso or Fort Worth or something. Just in case of flood or natural disaster here in Austin. Anyway, that is not as fun to say out loud. I don't know if this part is podcast material, but preserve this podcast. Made one about their structures and backup workflows, and I liked that. So I imagine maybe there's somebody out there that likes this. But that's it. Uh, that is my backup workflow. Um, and let me get back to pickups, final pickups here. All this may seem extravagant, like a bit much, but everyone I know has lost more data than they care to admit, and that includes me, because we hadn't backed it up. Having a process, something like this, could have saved us a lot of trouble. But anyway, what are your file organization structures and archiving workflows? Am I doing it all wrong? Am I making it too complicated or not complicated enough? I'd love to hear all about it at makeeverymedia at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. Draw me a map, wire me a flowchart, paint me a picture, sing me a song. And just a reminder, if you want to catch our conversations live, the easiest way to do that is to follow Make Every Media on Twitch or YouTube and turn those notifications on. And if you want to be a part of the conversation, get early access to newly edited episodes and help us actually keep making new episodes, supporting us on Patreon or buy me a coffee or following up the Twitch follow with a Twitch subscription, even one of those free ones that come with your Amazon Prime account, those are the things that are going to keep this machine fueled for the long term. Links to all of those can be found at linktree.com slash makeeverymedia. And that, my friends, is the end of this episode of Make Every Media. I hope that it was interesting or valuable to some of you and that the rest of you didn't mind it too much. <laughs> for me, it was a long time coming. Seven years and seven months in the making. And it felt like kind of a rite of passage. Something I had to get done and out of here so I could practice what I preach and back up my damn data and then move on. That's kind of what metacartography was all about in the first place. Rites of passage, finding pathways through tough times by collecting data and mapping it over timelines and geographies to find new meanings, form new conclusions and hypotheses. In retrospect, I'm renaming this entire episode to the metacartography of data and also probably making it an episode of our Grief Hoarders series. I am clearly a bit of a data hoarder, and I think a lot of that comes straight out of my grief. It's like my knee-jerk reaction to loss is, how can I document more and protect my data from digital decay? And truthfully, how can I prepare for my own demise? Like, who gets my hard drives? <laughs> that seems to be the thing I'm stuck on. Where do my hard drives go? Who do I trust my hard drives with? And do I expect them to do anything with my data, my content? 
That's a clip there from our first episode of Grief Hoarders, which is episode 21 of the Make Every Media podcast. In that episode, I also said that the next episode of Grief Hoarders was going to be centered around digital systems. And episode one. Episode one. The Abyss. Digital systems. <laughs> and that is clearly what we have begun here in this episode. Folks, we have a system. Now we just got to use it. Or lose it. Coming up next on Make Every Media, more episodes of Deferred Dreams, our student debt podcast hosted by Chelsea Hernandez, and the much-anticipated pilot episode of a show called Steal Every Media, hosted by Peter Rogers, and also more episodes of Gender Bots with Julie Moore, and Grief Hoarders with Megan Moten, and Two Old Cats with Donnie Moten, and Glengarry Glen Frog with Brad Hawkins, Kevin Welch, and Marco Ruiz, and more. That one's a podcast about arguably the best video game of all time, Chrono Trigger. It's a game that people don't really seem to recover from. Came out in the 90s, and I still can't stop talking about it. But I gotta stop talking at some point. And that point is coming real soon, I swear. Right after I give thanks to The Forgotten Discovery, otherwise known as Chris Owen, for half of the music that we used in this episode, and Wayne Champlain, otherwise known as Paul Wainwright, for the other half. You can find them both on SoundCloud at the links in the show notes. And special thanks to Preserve This Podcast for the backup reference guide and zine, and to the Third Coast International Audio Festival for connecting me with it. Always a great resource for podcasters. And super special thanks to the Institution Theater and Tom Booker for giving us a space to explore our minds, and to all the HIAC practitioners and participants that participated during these installations. And finally, thanks to all of our Patreon and Buy Me a Coffee supporters and our Twitch, YouTube, and podcast followers and subscribers, present, past, and future. To show you my appreciation, I am going to officially stop talking now and let you get on with your day. Until next time, this has been Make Every Media. Make, make, make every media.